And now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with Joseph Lee, legislator representing the Health Services Functional Constituency. The following program is a personal view program. Dear Sophonia, on the sixth day of the year of the pack, may I take this opportunity to wish you all the very best in pursuing your master's degree. Can you still recall the letters that I sent to you about the seasonal influenza outbreak in Hong Kong last February? Last November, I also wrote a column in one of the local newspapers urging the government to exiting the extra $500 million which has been allocated to the hospital authority to help instigating proactive and precautionary strategies to prevent repeating the catastrophe of public hospitals as a result of winter surge. Yet, apart from paying lip service, the government has remained passive and reserved over the past few months. Ironically, it is also noticed that the hospital authorities has only spent half of that extra 500 million on measures which were related to assisting nurses to combat the challenge as a result of full search. Earlier this year, the chaos is back again. Public hospitals are, as usual, heavily overloaded and in crisis. Bed occupancy is once again in record highs. Most of the wards are over 100% and some of them, such as pediatric and medical wards, are even over 120%. However, sources from the front lines have reported that the official statistics have pretty much played down the real number of the patients in the wards, simply because such reported occupancy rates has only made reference to the total number of patients at midnight. That means the actual number of patients during daytime should be much higher. Besides, it is also noted that most of the time the standard bed set of what, that is the original planned number of beds, has become very volatile as a result of an unpredictable number of extra beds. Thus, additional manpower to help shouldering up the actual workloads has become mostly impossible. Therefore, it is reported that one nurse has to take care of more than 12 patients. Obviously, the workload and pressure of frontline nurses is much worse than you could imagine. Disappointingly, taking advantage of nurses' moral obligations to take care of their patients and neglecting the fact that most of the nurses have indeed sacrificed their precious time spending with their children and family or even taking care of their own parents, the government and the hospital authority, instead of implementing solid and down-to-earth measures to relieve the pressure, have only responded to the crisis with symbolic measures, such as releasing pampering statements and cheer-up videos, or even passing around snacks and hand creams. Obviously, these measures could neither assuage the discontent nor boost up the morale of the frontliners, but, on the contrary, only serve to expose the futile mentality of the administration, and, were still, further widen the gap between the frontliners and the management. In an attempt to voice out the discontent and demand the government to resolve the chaos of nursing manpower shortage, the Association of Hong Kong Nursing Staff took nurses onto the streets and staged a protest to the chief executive of the Hong Kong SAR on the 20th January 2019. During the rally, many nurses shared their work situations, saying that they have to always skip meals or even toilets to take care of the influx of patients every day. 
Some told us that each of them have to take care of up to 20 patients every shift, which is far higher than the expected standards of 1 to 6. Not to mention that most of the time, one or two nurses have to take care of over 50 patients during night shifts. The wards are indeed overcrowded with extra beds. Patients' basic needs such as changing a diapers or even feeding with a cup of water may have to wait for a few hours. Those making every attempt to maintain the service quality and care standards, nurses are frustrated of being not able to optimise their professionalism. And even worse, they also anticipated that the risks of making mistakes are becoming higher and higher. Obviously, the endless queue of extra beds without additional nursing manpower has rendered both nurses and patients extremely disturbed and disappointed by the reactive approach of the administration in managing the winter surge crisis without learning from experience. On behalf of the frontliners, the Association for Hong Kong Nursing Staff has made an appeal to the Chief Executive, Mrs. Carrie Lam, urging her to rectify the core problematic issues that nurses in public hospitals are facing, namely, adding extra beds without additional nursing manpower, the fluidity of standard bed stats, unreasonable nurse-to-patient ratios, defective clinical supervisions, uncompensated overtime, voluminous paperwork, redundant administrative red tapes, and dysfunctional clinical equipment and appliances. To alleviate the situation and to boast the morale of nurses, the association maintains that the government should make every attempt to guard against patient care quality and tender full support to sustain nursing care standards. On that note, the association has also advocated a series of down-to-earth recommendations to the chief executive, which include First, maintaining sufficient nursing workforce to alleviate the shortage by introducing the casual and locum appointment. Enhancing the special honorarium schemes and the long life schemes. Benchmarking the nurse-patient ratio at a reasonable standard. And budgeting satisfactory resources to fill up nursing vacancies. Second, strengthening clinical supervision by retaining talent and acknowledging experience. That is, raise the number of advanced practice nurses and nurse consultants set up clinical supervision ratios, and add extra pay points to nurses with specialist training. Third, ratifying management red tapes and administrative bureaucracies by solidifying standard bed stats and occupancy rate, simplifying overtime and overwork reimbursements, reducing unnecessary clinical documentations, and abandoning hospital accreditation and audit activities. Last but not least, modernizing clinical equipment and appliances by allocating appropriate funding to source update clinical equipment and appliances to optimize the effectiveness of care delivery. Pumped by the voices and noises of nurses, the chief executive, once again, before the Chinese New Year, earmarked another 500 million as addition to the hospital authority to help implementing measures to relieve the crisis of public hospitals. Note it is delighted to see that the timely response from the chief executive. Frontline nurses, learning from their past experience, do express concern and hesitation on whether the new money could be eventually being effectively utilised by the hospital authority to deal with the cost of the matter. It is because in last July, the association has conducted a survey to evaluate the effectiveness of the extra 500 million allocated to the hospital authority to reserve full search in 2018. 
it is astonished to see that out of the 3,300 returned questionnaires, over 70% of the nurses consider that the hospital authority has not utilised the money effectively to relieve their work pressure. Regarding the effect of some specific strategies that has been implemented, over 80% indicated that there was no increase in clinical support in the wards. More than 65% reported that no enhancement of manpower in any form was apparent, and only 50% concurred that the red tape on reimbursement of overtimes has been simplified. With that, the hospital authorities should learn from the past experience not to repeatedly engage in those ineffective administrative measures again. In order to effectively utilise this new money, it is therefore expected that the hospital authority has to consolidate a detailed action plan with key roadmaps and definite timelines on the ways to materialise appropriate strategies that are effective in helping to resolve the food crisis in a down-to-earth manner. Besides, the Food and Health Bureau should also shoulder up the responsibility of monitoring the implementation process and about for evaluating the effectiveness of using the new money so as to report to the chief executive on time. In addition, the association will continue to take up the role of being a check and balance agent in ensuring that the use of this extra funding is probably directed to resolve the work pressure of the frontline nurses. Looking forward, the government should have the determination to resolve the manpower shortage of healthcare professionals by retaining talents revising remuneration package, improving work conditions, and, most of all, training sufficient healthcare professionals. Furthermore, she also has to have the courage to not only reveal the ineffective organisation and bureaucratic structure of the hospital authority again, but also to drive a paradigmatic shift of the health policy from a treatment-focused model to a health centre model, and to balance the resources allocation among primary, secondary and tertiary level care. Do take good care of yourself. Love, Uncle Joe.